0: Hello, 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 I don't know why I'm whispering or talking sexy. I guess I'm trying to seduce you into my podcast. Come on in. Come on into my podcast. The Harlan Highway. All right, you're in. I did it. It worked. You've been seduced. Hi, I am the seductress Harlan Williams here, your host. Your seducer. Uh, welcome to the show. Oh, what a tasty show we have today. Just tasty. Just buffet delicious. Uh, we're going to the Olympics. Okay, we're going. We've been having such a good time with Charles Parsley live at the London Olympics. Uh, we are going back for another amazing uh, sporting event there today. Never know what's going to happen. Um, we're going to be discussing your smiles. Do you Smile and how long does your smile last? Uh interesting topic. Um let's see where this one goes. Um we're going to be taking some of your phone calls today. Some of your brilliant and some of your retarded phone calls. And then Jack Nicholson is dropping by. He did a uh he did a wonderful movie a number of years ago called uh because of smith or waiting for smith or something like that and uh he's gonna be here reading some sentimental wonderful letters for us from that movie just a great time right here on the harland highway
1: welcome to the harland highway all right let's get this sucker going huh You're causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway.
2: What's up, bro? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You
1: just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway.
2: This is your fucking wake-up call, man.
3: You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In
2: 30 seconds, you'll be dead. I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes.
0: Boom uh, went the, uh, the, the the nuclear bomb. I guess. Uh, hey, welcome to the show, um, and uh, let's kick it off with uh, with a clip from a wonderful, wonderful uh, Jack Nicholson movie. Um, it's called About Schmidt. Okay and uh it's it's this uh this story uh that jack nicholson plays in this movie it's this story about uh this older gentleman you know he's uh, retired he's he's uh he's kind of coming in towards the end of his life into the twilight years and it, in a tragic way he realizes that he hasn't done anything with his life he he's uh He's worked for the man, he's worked for the company, he's followed all the rules. And uh, in the movie, his wife dies, the only companion he ever had, and he finds himself suddenly very alone in a very big world. And uh, he really doesn't have anyone, and in an effort to kind of find some kind of connection to humanity in his life... He uh, he reaches out to a foster child in uh, in Africa. He becomes a sponsor to a uh, a little uh, a little child in Africa named Ndugu, and he starts writing uh, letters as is required by uh, the sponsorship program. And he starts sending little checks, and uh, he never hears back from the kid. You know, it's almost like he's just sending these letters and this money into thin air, but uh, for some reason he feels compelled, nonetheless, to uh, to uh, engage in this practice. And uh, if you've never seen this movie, it's a great movie. It's kind of a small movie. It's, there's no special effects. It's just the story of a man, and he could be any one of us. Uh, it deals with the emptiness of life. The isolation of life—it's—it's a—it's a real tearjerker, and uh, it's a—it's actually a really wonderful movie. It's funny, it's uh, enlightening, it's sad, it's uh, reflective, and Jack Nicholson just gives a really great kind of small performance. And when I say small. It's not your typical Jack Nicholson going crazy. You know, it's it's just kind of, he's right down here. He's just at a very human, calm, real level. And it's just a great performance. Um, but throughout the movie, he reads these wonderful letters to Ndugu. And uh, he kind of becomes his silent friend on this lonely journey that he's now on. And uh, I'm going to play you... Uh, his final letter to undugu so you can get uh, kind of a sense of um of what I'm talking about, and then uh, I'll fill you in on the rest after this. So here's Jack Nicholson from uh, Finding Finding uh, sh- What did I say? Schwar- finding Schmidt. That's it. I always mix them up. Schwartz and Schmidt. Finding Schmidt. Here's Jack Nicholson reading his final letter. To an Indugu. Dear Indugu,
1: you'll be glad to know that Jeannie's wedding came off without a hitch. Right now, she and Randall are on their way to sunny Orlando, on my nickel, of course. As for me, I'm headed back to Omaha. I'm driving straight through this time, and I've made only one stop the impressive new arch over the interstate of Kearney, Nebraska. An arch that commemorates the courage and determination of the pioneers who crossed the state on their way west. You've really got to see it to believe it. And it kind of got me thinking. Looking at all that history and reflecting on the achievements of people long ago kind of put things into perspective. My trip to Denver, for instance, is so insignificant compared to the journeys that others have taken, the bravery that they've shown, the hardships they've endured. I know we're all pretty small in the big scheme of things, and I suppose the most you can hope for is to make some kind of difference. But what kind of difference have I made? what in the world is better because of me. When I was out in Denver, I tried to do the right thing, tried to convince Jeannie she was making a big mistake, but I failed. Now she's married to that nincompoop and there's nothing I can do about it. no getting around it relatively soon i will die maybe in 20 years maybe tomorrow it doesn't matter once i am dead and everyone who knew me dies too it will be as though i never even existed what difference has my life made to anyone? None that I can think of. None at all. Hope things are fine with you. Yours truly, Warren
0: Schmidt. Oh, God it's uh moving stuff and there's more that comes in the movie i'm not giving anything away but there's more that comes and and if you found that little clip moving uh it gets more intense it gets even i mean i i wouldn't be surprised if you're moved to tears whether you're a man or a woman and I'll, i'm gonna be honest with you I listen I watched this on YouTube and uh and then there's another part that comes after this that i'm not going to reveal but a little tear slid down my cheek. A little salty Harlan tear. <laughs> Very moving stuff. But you're going, well, Harlan, why are you hitting us with this stuff? Why are you slamming us with this this melancholy uh, moment? Why are you uh, taking us so deep so early? And here's why, folks. Okay, this is the Harlan Highway, always full of surprises. Jack Nicholson... This is unbelievable. Roger has booked Jack Nicholson. Thank you, Roger, by the way. Has booked Jack Nicholson to come in and read some more of his letters to Undugu uh, throughout the show. So uh, as we go through the highway today, Nicholson's going to be in studio and uh, just sharing more of these wonderful, touching, uh, heart-wrenching letters to this poor uh, African child that he sponsors and what a treat so uh hang on to your uh fallopian tubes jack nicholson here reading letters to Ndugu as we go through the show unbelievable but for now let's focus on something else that's been on my mind and uh tell me what you think about this i have an interesting question for you okay and I don't know if you have the answer. I don't know, even know if science has the answer. But here it, here's my question. How long does a smile last? You know what I mean? You, next time you're out, you're out and about, you're at an airport terminal or you're at a restaurant and you're people watching, just look around and, you know, watch someone's interaction with, the, with, a, uh, with a waitress or uh, a friend or a meet and greet where someone walks up, says hi to someone, and they talk, and then one of them walks away. Watch the person that, that's watching the person walk away and follow their smile. It's a weird one. Watch their smile and see how long it lasts. How long till that facial expression fades away and the smile's gone? And also the things that come with a smile. You know the the, the aura that comes with a smile. The the twinkle in the eye, the look in the eye, the the uh, the, the change in the uh, in the muscles and the skin on the face, the lips, the teeth. See how long that smile hangs there before it fades away. And isn't it a bit of a sad thing when you see people talking? And here's where this comes from. I was observing this uh, man and woman in in an airport terminal recently, an older man and a woman. And and this guy was talking to his, his wife, it looked like and, uh, you know, his face was full of life, and he had a wonderful smile, and she was laughing, and then she got up to go get a coffee or something, and he just watched her go. He followed her go with his eyes, and, and he still had the smile on his face from their conversation as she stood up and walked away, and I watched that smile just hang there. It just hung there, and he watched her, and he had this look in his eye, And I'm pretty sure it was like, kind of like, without him saying, I was like, oh, I love you. That's my wife. And his smile just hung there for for a number of seconds, and I watched it as it slowly kind of went away, because it has to. You can't smile forever. You're, You're not the Joker from Batman. You can't have a perpetual grin on your face. But it's interesting. It's interesting to see if someone's got a real, genuine, long-lasting smile that slowly fades. Or or do you see people that the second someone turns their back, it's like, yeah, whatever. Smile's gone. Wasn't real. Fake. Or are, are their thoughts moving on quickly? Maybe you can tell a lot about a person by how long their smile lasts. When someone's watching a little child play or meets a baby, is their smile... Does it hang? Does it just sit there, uh, you know, um, just kind of subconsciously? There's no effort put into it? It's just joy registering on the face? Or does it just kind of show up and go away real fast? I don't know if that's an interesting question. I I found it pretty interesting. Um, And I don't know that anyone's ever asked me that before. How long does a smile last? Next time you're out... And you happen to be thinking of this? Take a look around, and uh, see if you can attach anything to what I'm saying. See if there's anything to it. If there's any anything behind it, it might just be a amusing, a, a throwaway thought, or it might be uh, provoking. I don't know. It might be provocative. Um. So check it out, and uh, and oh, oh my God, he's here. He's here. Uh, oh, my God. Thank you, Roger. Jack Nicholson is here. Hello, Jack. How you doing? Uh, great. Uh, we're super excited to have you here. Um, you're going to be reading uh, some letters from uh, Ndugu. Yeah, why don't we get on with it? Okay, well, let's do it. Roger, cue the music. Let's have Jack read one of his touching, wonderful letters to Ndugu. Jack, you all ready? Uh, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Hit the music, Roger. Dear Indugoo, Today I made a crab cake. I went in the kitchen, I opened a can of crab meat, and I made a perfectly formed crab cake shaped like a hockey puck. Do you know what hockey is, Indugoo? I put some seasoning on it, and I ate the little motherfucker. Do you know what a motherfucker is, a doo-goo? Later this afternoon, I heard my neighbors playing their stereo really loud, making a lot of noise. I went in the garage, and I found an old baseball bat from my childhood. Louisville slugger and Dugu. I walked next door and I told the noisy bastards to shut the fuck up. They slammed the door on my face so I put the baseball bat through the front window and yelled here's Johnny. They stepped in through the broken frame of the living room window and Doogoo and I beat the living shit out of the whole family and buried them in the backyard. Well, that's all I've got for now, Ndugoo. I hope you're well. Schwartz. I mean, Schmidt. Um, oh, uh, that was a little, um, Jack. What? That was a, uh, that wasn't really what I was expecting i read the goddamn letter yeah, i know but it it seemed to lack the 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 softness the sensitivity the the uh the kind of uh, um i read the goddamn letter okay all right um hey great job loved it uh you're going to do some more for us later in the show i guess so awesome awesome all right well Uh, Why don't you go down to the coffee lounge, take a little break, and why don't you stop telling me how to live my fucking life? All right, uh, Jack Nicholson, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and uh, I guess we'll be back with with, uh, more of that in a a few minutes, but for now, oh, my God, we are still, uh, we still have Olympic fever here at uh, the Harland Highway, and uh, we've had our, our man on the ground in uh, London, England, Charles Parsley, has been over there uh, calling these incredible events. We had the, uh, the uh, 50-yard leaf blower dash. We had uh, the uh, take a dump event, won by a Canadian, and uh, I think we're going back over there. Roger, we going over? We got him. We're going live right now back to London, England. ...for the Summer Olympics with Charles Parsley.
3: Yes, thank you very much, Harlan Williams. We are here, in fact, at the Olympic Stadium here in London, England. Her Majesty's Island, the United Kingdom here. And I'm Charles Parsley with one of the, the game's most anticipated events... We are in the finals, the very finals, where everyone is going for the gold. Everything is on the line for the sexual intercourse competition. Unbelievable crowd here today, stadium at full capacity. And it looks like we've got four finalists in the sexual intercourse. The American team and the London, the British team, did not make it. They did not qualify. But here's who we've got. We've got the Germans. Gunter Wahl from Germany. Had an excellent outing in the preliminaries. Some wonderful sexual intercourse. You can hear the crowd cheering as the athletes step onto the field. From France, we have Francois Melon, a wonderful champion with a very large penis. From Brazil, Ila Vaswell, a tanned body in excellent physical shape and as they say around the olympic village fox like a chinese rabbit and our last our last olympian my goodness what a show he put on the other night from australia damon thomas damon thomas unbelievable performance no one has seen ball smacking The way they've seen it with Damon Thomas. And listen to that crowd. They can't wait for the sexual intercourse to begin. And now here come their teammates beautiful women from Germany Ola Gunther from Germany, Barbara Schwacher from France, Eva Galonze from Brazil, and from Australia. It's Tanya Smith. Beautiful statuesque women, all of them in prime shape and they're on the field, they're disrobing. they are laying down, they are getting into sexual intercourse position, the men are jogging on the spot, getting ready, their penises flapping up and down, loosening up their flaccid penises as they await the starter pistol, they await for their partners on the ground to seduce them and cause an erection everyone seems to be in position the line judges stepped up and there's the starter pistol it's begun it's begun the women are on the ground they've opened their legs and it looks like, it looks like France, François Melon. His penis is starting to rise. It's starting to get erect. He's ahead of the German, but the German's getting erect rather quickly. Oh, and Damon Thomas from Australia. He's popped a woody. He went from flaccid to extremely erect immediately. And it looks like Ila Vaswell from Brazil is having a little trouble. He's not allowed to touch, it has to rise on its own, but there it goes, it is rising. And it looks like Gunter Val has made the jump. He's on top of his partner, and he's inserted his penis into her German vagina. He's started to thrust it, but there goes Francois Malo He's flipped his partner over, he's doing it doggy style, a very risky thing. You never know what the judges are going to take to the doggy style Ela Vazwell who started off very flaccid now fully erect oh oh, he's done some cunnilingus unthinkable the crowd cheering he's actually doing a little foreplay before he inserts his rod into his partner he's doing some cunnilingus and now he's flipped her over he's flipped her over and he too is going doggy style And Australia's Damon Thomas, he's gone one step further. He's thrown his partner into what we call the koala. He's picked her up. She's on his waist. He's holding her up, and they're thrusting like mad koalas, dripping with eucalyptus grease. It's unbelievable. They're fucking away. They're plowing each other into the ground. What an incredible display of sexual intercourse. Who's going to achieve first? there's some grunting some contorted faces it looks like it looks like oh and it looks like Gunter Val from Germany has sprayed his load all over his partner and Gunter Val will take the gold for sexual intercourse and the other three just seem to be taking their time and finishing in no hurry Now that the gold medal has been won, what an incredible Olympic event. Gunter Wall and his partner from Germany take the gold for sexual intercourse. What an unbelievable display of athleticism. That's it for us here at the London Olympic Games. And now let's take it back to you. Harlan Williams at the Harlan Highway. I'm Charles Parsley. Uh, okay. Thank you,
0: Charles. Um, Roger was—is that an event? When did they start this sexual intercourse event? I it sounded exciting to me. I've. I, are we sure? He's he's really in London, right? Okay. Well, okay. Let's move on. Looks like uh, Jack uh, is back. Welcome back into the studio, Jack. Thank you very much. Well, I uh, guess you're going to read another uh, letter for us here to, uh, to uh, Ndugu. That's what I'm here for. Okay, uh, well, let's get right into it. Roger, cue the music. Another wonderful letter uh, to Ndugu. Dear Ndugu, This morning I woke up and the birds were singing outside. The sun was shining through the window. I was laying on top of my sheets naked, and I did about a five-second blood fart all over the sheets. Unbelievable, Ndugu. You ever do a blood fart, little fella? Then I went into the bathroom, Ndugu, and I took a Phillips screwdriver. I undid my toilet seat, removed it, I put it around my head, and... Walked naked downtown to the bus station and just sat there drooling in a corner. I got a little hungry, so I walked over to the drive through window at Arby's and Dugu. Do you have Arby's in Africa and Dugu? I put my naked ass through the drive through window and... Let a giant leprechaun fart. I let are you okay, Jack? I'm alright. I just I let a giant leprechaun fart go. And doo Jack, do you need some water? Yeah, give me some water. Ah fuck it, I'm finished. You're done? Yeah, I I'm gonna bail. All right, there's another. Nice job, Jack. Thank you very much. There's another wonderful letter to uh, to Ndugu, Jack Nicholson, And what a treat uh, to have you here. Um, can, you, can you fit one more in before the end of the show? I'll see what I can do. All right, beautiful. In uh, the meantime, uh, let's get to uh, your phone calls and uh, some of your messages from some of you that call me here at the Harland Highway, three two three seven three nine four three
2: three zero. Helen, Brian, and Phoenix say, hey, "Listening to your podcast on uh, good luck charms. Uh, I carry around in my wallet and have since uh, September first, two thousand four, a lock of my brother's uh, hair." Uh, That was the day he passed away, and ever since then, the the nurses got me a little little, tiny bag uh, and some scissors, uh, and his wife and myself each took a a little clip of his hair, and I have carried it in my wallet close to me um, since 2004, so it's kind of my good luck charm. I kind of feel, you know, he just kind of looks out for me protects me, that kind of stuff, so there you have it. Talk
0: to you later, my friend. Bye. There. See, that? that's nice. I, I was talking about good luck charms, as uh, Brian said. And um, isn't that nice? You, you can carry something around uh, that reminds you or keeps, keeps a loved one close. Some people get a tattoo. Uh, some people, uh, you know, wear a necklace or whatever. But, uh, hey, if it brings you good luck, if it makes you uh, feel good, if it makes you feel close to someone or something, that's what it's all about. Um, hopefully this podcast does that for you. This this, this podcast is like your good luck charm. Um, let's keep going. Let's get to some more callers.
2: Harlan Williams, this is Tim, formerly from Wisconsin, now from New York. Anyways, we so am going to ask you what uh, is your favorite story by Dr. Seuss. And for me, I don't know if I can just choose just one, but one of the stories that always, um, always, um, touches my heart, if you will, was, oh, the places you'll go. I thought it, I always thought it was very beautiful. Uh, yeah, hope you, uh, enjoy some Dr. Seuss yourself. Chicken.
0: Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> well hey man excellent question excellent question what is my favorite dr seuss and i you know what i think it's gotta be the grinch that stole christmas is my fave um i just love that i love the story i love the grinch i love uh the fact that he's this crabby old monster who lives in a cave and uh He just changes. The light gets into his heart and uh, he realizes that, um, you know, the world isn't all about material goods and belongings and that uh, good is better than evil and uh, just love it. So excellent question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that one. So the Grinch that stole Christmas. Let's keep going here.
2: Hey, what's up, Arlen? Uh, just sitting back listening to one of your old podcasts and blowing fart bubbles in my milkshake. I decided I'd give you a call and ask you about the time where you said that you have bad shows on the night of the full moon. I was wondering if that ever changed or if you still having bad shows every full moon. But anyways, i got to get back to blowing fart bubbles in my milkshake, so i got to go. See you later, man.
0: Nope, I'm cured, my friend. Uh, I came up with this uh, crazy antidote. um, And as our caller uh, said, or was asking about, uh, I have this tradition that, you know, I do a lot of stand-up comedy. And I've noticed that whenever there's a full moon and I can't explain it, I have a crappy show. I usually bomb or I eat it or something goes wrong or it, it just doesn't work. And so I came up with an incredible uh, antidote, and uh, the problem no longer is, is. Every time there's a full moon, I just fart into my milkshake, and everything seems to be okay. <laughs> All right,
2: blowing fart bubbles in my milkshake.
0: <laughs> no, I don't blow fart bubbles in my milkshake. <laughs> that sounds like it would be—I would hurt, or it would be very cold, or maybe. You know, milkshakes are full of bubbles. Maybe it would just froth it up. It would be a delicious dairy treat. Yuck. Um, Yes, unfortunately, I still have crappy shows when it's a full moon. I really can't alter orbit. I can't change gravity. So there's no way I'm going to get rid of the moon. Um, And uh, I just have to live with it. It's like a bad tide that goes on inside me. And for whatever reason, the chemical makeup in my brain and my body, the moon affects me. And uh, I have I have really crappy shows on so, on full moon. So if you ever want to come and see a professional comedian who's supposed to be funny, eat it or bomb. If that's what you get off on. Yeah, I think I'll go pay 40 bucks and see a guy bite it. uh Well, just look for the full moon, and there's a good chance you'll see me suck a lemon that night. I should have just uh, stayed at home and...
2: Blowing fire bubbles in my milkshake. Wow.
0: All right, let's take one last phone call here on the Harlan Highway.
2: Hey, Harlan, this is your buddy Hector out of uh, Long Beach. Just want to let you know that, that episode 415, your storytelling was freaking hilarious. I had to stop the car before I crashed because it was laughing so hard. Uh, But thank you very much. You make my work night and drive every morning very pleasurable. Thank you much. Have a good one.
0: And that's what it's all about. Podcast 450, me storytelling in the comedy club. Check it out. Thank you, Hector. Thank you, everybody. Keep your calls coming. I'm hanging up for now. If you want to... uh, leave me a message you know what to do 323-739-4330 and we're almost at the end of the show i think we have time for one more uh emotional wonderful letter from jack nicholson and then we'll uh close it up uh you got one more in you jack i guess so all right roger roll that music let's hear another uh Letter to uh, Ndoodoo, or whatever his name is, from Jack Nicholson. Dear Ndoodoo, Today I found an old rusty ice pick down in the basement, down in my old toolbox. I took it out, took my shoes and socks off, and repeatedly stabbed my foot with the rusty ice pick, in and out, in and out, have you ever stabbed yourself with a rusty ice book and goo? Then I went over to the art gallery downtown. I put on a large cowboy hat and started to lick all the paintings I could get my hands on. I licked a Rembrandt and a Degas. I licked a Toilet seat, well I was there too in Doogoo. You ever lick a toilet seat in an art gallery, little fella? And then lastly my neighbor had puppies. Little fluffy puppies. I put them out in the middle of the road and doogoo and ran over them with my Winnebago. I crushed them. I ran over them once. I ran over them twice. I ran over them three times, and Ndugu, back and forth until they were like flattened meat, like chicken picante in my Winnebago tire wheels. You ever crush up 20 or 30 puppies, Ndugu? Anyhow, I hope you're well. I'll talk to you soon. Yours truly, Schmidt. Okay. Great. Thank you, Jack. Uh, wonderful, sentimental, uh, unbelievable uh, letters to a poor African kid. Um, Thanks to Jack Nicholson for coming in. That's really the end of our show. What better way to go out than, you know, crushing puppies with a Winnebago. Thank you. I was kidding. Up yours. Uh, So there you go. Thanks for your phone calls. Uh, Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. I hope you're enjoying our live Olympic coverage. Uh, If you want to leave a message for me, you know the number, 323-739-4330. And uh, if you want to write me, it's harlandwilliams at uh, gmail.com. And what else? Check out uh, harlandwilliams.com. Uh, for merchandise and stand-up dates. And uh, don't forget to check out my new show, Robot and Monster, on Nickelodeon. I do the voice of Monster. You can uh, TiVo it or DVR it. Robot and Monster, a lot of fun. Look forward to your feedback on it. And that's it, man. That is it. That's all the time we have left. Well... I guess I still have time to go. I got to
2: get back to blowing fire bubbles in my milkshake, so I got to go. See you later, man.
0: So until next time,
2: chicken chow mein, baby. Blowing fire bubbles in my milkshake.